This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgara. Did I startle you? Yes, your hand gestures were out of control. I was trying to poke your eyes. <laughs> we are driving. And, uh, we are driving. <laughs> and it seems like it's been a while. Oh my God, I just remembered a gift I was given at a meet and greet. The last uh, weekend we were in, I believe we were in Minneapolis, but it could have been Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Somebody cross-stitched the lyrics to the Taurus ad song. You're, you're kidding me. So it's in these beautiful, all caps, cross-stitched, all different colors. Taurus, now, now there's, there's an, an American, American car. Yeah. That's exactly like what you've been, been looking, looking for. for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it goes on. It's like it looks like a big paragraph. That is amazing. I opened it because some places don't let us um, don't let people give us um, gifts in the line because it takes a long time, and mm -hmm. they and then we go over our time. So sometimes we go backstage and there's just a literally a a, a table with presents on it for us like it's our little birthday party after the show that's so great and we open things and then people either have told us i'm the one that made you the mug with the mustache on it or whatever that's usually for steven <laughs> but um yeah this time it was kind of a blind one no one had warned me and i opened this thing and i i like almost cried i it made me so happy mainly because someone put so much work into that at the risk of maybe never it, it possibly not getting to you. Yeah, true. And also that I feel like that joke is like our oldest and kind of dumbest. Like it, it, <laughs> I feel like it's our joke that like people can't enjoy. Yeah. And so the idea that there's somebody not only enjoying it, but like cross stitching their heart out. Uh, thank you so much to yeah, that person. It, that's the best. Yeah. And thank you everyone for, uh, Telling me to celebrate Turtle Day, I've become some <laughs> turtle ambassador. I didn't sign up yes. for it, but I I appreciate the uh, the job title, and I'm going to do my best. It's awesome. You you'll be a great turtle ambassador because you're real slow. And I was, yes, I am. I'm no, <laughs> but that's who wins the race. Yeah, actually, not slow and steady has never won any race of any kind. It's always been who's fast and and more uh, who's aggressive. fast and who doesn't break their ankle. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's know what true. kind of race that this. Uh, this was with this turtle and this rabbit. I think it's like philosophical. Yeah, yeah. It was real like preachy teachy type of race. 
But I, uh, I thought I was just kind of talking out of my ass when I said that turtles make eye contact, but I did a little research and they very, very much do look right at your face. Really? They were, I, yeah, I, I got video footage of them, but then I put a little emoji of an eye over his real eye. And so I covered <laughs> up the actual eyeball truth with a joke eye, <laughs> but he was looking, he turned his head and he looked right at me. Like it's not the, their eyes are on the sides of their heads. So that's why I know. Because he has to turn to the side and then point the eyeball at me. Yeah. Yeah, and it was very, it, I really appreciated it. You you had a good experience with the turtle, but then you also had a great experience of being right. Yeah, yeah. That's in which, that's what life's all about. I mean, yeah, I think so. When too. it comes to uh, environmental things, being yeah. right is also a big part of it. Because you know what? We should save the whales. So then to actually say that and know you're right. And know that that makes someone else wrong is such a good feeling because then you're saving whales and you're winning. Yep. Right? I love it. I don't think you needed an example, but I love to give one. I didn't know. I, I'm glad we brought whales into it because that's next <laughs> as far oh, as Have my, you ever made eye contact with a fucking whale? I haven't been on. I've been on boats and I've waited to see them, but they haven't breached the surface yet. <laughs> and I've wasted a lot of money on cruises. You're like, I need a breaching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is my last $80. I need a breach. Did I tell you about the time I was on a uh, cruise ship and playing shuffleboard? And it was late night. I couldn't sleep because I was seasick. And looked out, and there was a ghost boat. Like no. a boat, a rickety old boat that someone had added a little roof. Like it was a rowboat in the middle of the ocean. Oh, no. We were two to three days in between a stop, like... Roatan and hundred. I don't know what. I can't remember what the. Uh, and there was just some lost person's boat out with there? a flickering light on the boat, and and but the the water was shaky enough to where it would tilt, and you could see the bottom of the boat, and there was no one in it. Oh no! But there was a light flickering. Here's Bridger. Ghost boat. Ghost boat. It's a real thing. Bridger. Oh, shit. Why did, oh, Sorry. I, I timed it wrong. <laughs> Hi. Oh, it's just beginning to rain. Yes. yes. Ladies and you? gentlemen, it's oh, our guest. Bridger Weinecker's here. advanced. What yeah. are, uh, microphones, I'm no longer holding it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to holding a microphone, but this is, now I can do anything I want with my hands. That's right. Welcome to season two. Yeah. And la last time you were probably in the back of a, a, a less reliable vehicle, with perhaps more dog. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was a long time ago. It was years and years ago. Yeah. I think 2016, maybe? Oh my God. Oh, uh, we've grown so much. We've all changed. <laughs> I'm not uh, the same at all. I'm not as good at the, no, I'm, I'm more quick to anger these days. <laughs> and I put on some LBs. You are a different man. <laughs> yep. And, you know, we're just going to have to deal with that. We're, I'm happy. To, we're happy. I'll speak for Karen. We're happy Great. to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. You're Karen, welcome. do you have anything to say to me? <laughs> <laughs> on my behalf? Bridger, Chris and I would like you to know. Uh, that it's been too long, mm -hmm. and we need to know every single thing you've done since 2015. Well, let's just get started. <laughs> let's hit the road. We'll go to San Francisco. Yes. Oh, we're going on a long read a list drive. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh my God. Just I'll pull six, out my scroll and six begin short hours. <laughs> What's going on? Um, what is happening? Uh, it's Sunday. 
Yes. It's Memorial Day weekend. True. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's I true. I chose to go to Ikea. Okay. I have nothing to say that people haven't heard before about Ikea. Uh, on a holiday weekend. At least mention oh. meatballs. <laughs> there was, I didn't eat a meatball. I... It's ex- I mean, I, it's so tiring. I don't even know how to explain the feeling. It like breaks you down into an animal in a way that's like, like, it's such an unnatural thing for a person to be, and you're surrounded by hundreds of people. I, it's just like it feels like the system is glitching for me because there are people in every corner of my eye, and I don't know where I'm headed. It's such a bizarre experience. And the path is a little windy, like you, you're you not sure where you've been and you don't oh, you know where you're going. Oh, you have no idea. Right, and I don't know if all the Ikeas are like this. I've only been to a couple of them, but some of the pathways just have a employees-only looking door, like a metal oh, sure, um, sure. Both saloon style. Kind of a kitchen door. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, am I allowed in here? And then it, it, yes, I thought I was going into the kitchen. Because you don't know where they're making those meatballs. <laughs> right. Well, you frequently go through that door and then you're back to where you began rather right. than closer to the finish. Why am I keep why am I keep I end up by little kid beds. I, <laughs> I walk around the store, my eyes are truly always wet. Just on the verge of tears. Just wondering when is this gonna end? And what what are you looking for or what were you looking for today, this Memorial Day weekend? Today I actually went with the plan. Last a couple months ago I went without a plan in just a true mental spiral. <laughs> Left the store with nothing and was just so depleted. Today I, I went for a um, shoe rack, which I am not using as sh- for shoes, but in uh, I'm using it to organize my jeans in my closet. So I'm stacking those, but I, I went to find the cheapest one, of course. Had to ask three separate employees to direct me to it. We finally got to the spot. I had the employee finally just guide me to the spot. They were not there. Oh. Uh. So eventually I just had to go out into the warehouse, and it was so surreal because the store was insane. I go down to the aisle that I've been directed to and you the further I didn't realize you could get so deep into that warehouse that eventually it's quiet and there's no one there. It's like you're in the forest. <laughs> it was incredible. I I just stood there and then I literally I went and opened the package. I was it was like the mom opening the underwear to make sure they fit you sort of thing at the back of the store. Because I was not leaving knowing without knowing that it was going to work for me. Right. So I got two shoe racks. I bought four plates to eat cookies off of. <laughs> and cookies specifically? Yeah, literally just for cookies. I'm not exaggerating. Did the, sorry, did the the plate have cookies on them? Uh, they should have had cookies on them, but okay. they'll have cookies on them tonight. But Real I mean, cookies. No doubt decorative. Oh, no. These are, <laughs> of course, 79 cents each. They are bottom-of-the-barrel plates. <laughs> oh, because you know sometimes these days it's like wine and cookies, bitch. Oh, like, everything God, you buy has to have a directive of what you're using it for and who, who you want to call a bitch. I don't need my plate to have an attitude. It's the worst. <laughs> Although I did just buy a, a used mug that said that says up yours on the bottom, which is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> So when you're sucking back your caffeine, yeah. you're also offending somebody in the office. Yeah, I imagine it was made in 1988. I love it. That's hilarious. So when you had the employee, you got an employee to help you find the sh- these shoe racks? I got three employees. One employee didn't look look at me the entire time I was talking to him. He was just scrolling through a phone and telling me, oh, it's on the left of the wall. I'm like, there are a million walls in the store. Which left? So finally I got to this third employee who I was able to follow to the location where 
the uh, demo item was supposed to be, and apparently a shopper had had it and, and had just taken the demo item and sure. bought it. Yeah, because so, it's mayhem. During the middle of a shoe rack demo. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised. <laughs> so I, what, the salesman that couldn't look at you, maybe it was because he didn't understand, as I don't, and I'm not saying, I'm not looking at you because my eyes are on the road, even though I'm not driving. <laughs> how do you put your pants in a shoe rack? You roll them up to shoe size and then put them in there listen like a tube <laughs> this item is grossly mislabeled it's not just for shoes okay. it's, there's plenty of space for any item you want to put on it's there. like a cubby they should call it a mini rack okay. just okay. leave it up to me to what i want to put on yeah. it i don't need to put Quit shoes shoving on your thing. shoe agenda down <laughs> exactly. my throat i shouldn't be shamed for wanting to put <laughs> yeah. jeans on these racks Cut they're perfect you. for jeans <laughs> and then you take a sip of your up yours mug so they really get the picture yeah. thank you ikea <laughs> So that was kind of my, you know, just bone-aching Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I also drove, I had forgotten to, I put on my phone no highways on Google Maps, and so it took me directly through the park rather than on the freeway. I was 25 miles an hour the entire way to Ikea. Yes. Which was honestly kind of nice. It's just... <laughs> Now forced you, to slow down. Do you know that when I... Oh, is she from the Renaissance Fair? Oh, I, I think, think she's, she's on her way. Yes. Yeah, she's doing it's it. Uh, when I lived in Silver Lake and worked in Burbank, I would often get on the freeway, and because my job was so stressful, I would have a panic attack on the freeway and then get off and drive the rest of the way through Griffith Park. Oh, I think that's a great idea. It it's was, very relaxing. It helped me a lot. I've told the story on the show so many times. And my favorite <laughs> so, thing that ever happened was, um, oh shit, I'm not going to remember his name. You know the guy, Dean from Quantum Leap, that was like the guy that was kind of in charge, not the... Dean Stockwell? Dean Stockwell. Sure. One why, time, why? Why? <laughs> because sure. you, you got it. Sure and why. Uh, Dean Stockwell, I had to stop for him as he drove across the that street in Griffith Park in his golf cart because he was golfing and I stopped for him when a lot of people were just going Ooh, like this fucking idiot right thing. here. Oh, you can't make eye contact, can you? You're, no. you're ashamed of your bad behavior. <laughs> Look down. <laughs> I'm um, proud of him. <laughs> so I stopped to make sure no golfers were killed that morning and Dean Stockwell gave me like a soldier salute because oh he was so thrilled to have been given the right of way. <laughs> he felt respected. Oh. He did. And I did respect him. Well, it was yes. pretty great. He guides you to different lives that you slip into. That's true. <laughs> well, you got to respect that. I imagine those golf carts are almost constantly being hit in that park. Uh, 25 miles an hour feels slow to a lot of people, and people are zipping past you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's probably a dangerous place to be. Yeah, because I think say. a lot of people are trying to get off the freeway and around freeway traffic. Um, and then because of that, they're not they're not using it luxuriously the way I would, mm. where I didn't want to ever mm -hmm. get to work, so I was driving as slow. <laughs> well, everyone's, just, just everyone's whatever crazy. you do. You're just yeah. there walking Jesus all over Christ. you today. Yeah, this is amazing. This is people in Los Angeles, uh, in the, on the roads of Los Angeles, are on their worst behavior today. Did well, you, it's raining. Did yeah. you guys possibly see the uh, uh, Quantum Leap episode where he ends up in the body? You know, he there's no warning. He just ends up in these situations. Sure. And sometimes he's on a horse. There's a gunfight. You never know. Right. One time he's just a boy in a bedroom, and then he looks in the mirror, and he's a Down syndrome person. And then, actually, they wrote down in the script, and he delivered the line, uh, I'm retarded. 
I just no, saw this video. It's unbelievable. It's insane to watch. Some guy wrote that down and they all said, yeah, you're going to have to say this. <laughs> A yep, full team of it. adults. <laughs> and, Top to uh, bottom, we're fine with that. Yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, it was. Uh, it's anyway. a very jarring scene to watch. It it's... is very jarring. So, everyone, watch that if you want to feel jarred. Check it out. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry to bring this up, but then if we're talking about jarring scenes from 80s uh, series, mm -hmm. do you think it is less or more jarring than um, the one where uh, Haley Joel Osment says, uh, from Walker, Texas Ranger, Walker told me I have AIDS. Do you remember that one? I no. just watched that video as well. In the last week, I've watched both of these videos. I'm not kidding. That's crazy. So pre-sixth uh, sense, he was doing some non-union Texas. I think Walk he was getting I mean, AIDS. They sh you had to go to Texas to be in that show. They shot everything in Texas. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I auditioned for a couple of things. Maybe I didn't get the Haley Joel. I could have been the You would have been perfect for this yeah. part. <laughs> Nine-year-old boy. I know. I was in my like, mid-twenties. All of it. <laughs> but, oh. wow, Haley Joel. Yeah, yeah, it's a very odd scene. So, watch. Bridger, you've seen the two recently. How do you think they compare and stack up? I would say, I, I think that Haley Joel one works. Uh, it's a more fun thing to watch. The other one, you're just... you do not understand what's going on and the clip ends and you're as baffled as when you began. Yeah, but you even nothing before or after that uh, scene is going to make up for what you just watched. Oh no, you you're know. just it makes you more lost in the world. Yeah. <laughs> even Dean Stockwell should have known. Or I mean, what's his Bacula. Bacula should have known. Scott Blackula. <laughs> now, my question is, for the rest of that episode, he was, then was a person being treated uh, like, it, like, was that the lesson that this is how people treat people with Down syndrome? We have to change it. Uh, right, right. I can't believe I said that earlier in the episode. He looks into camera. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, is, is that the lesson learned? Is is he can't believe or something? Yes. Don't every at the end he just looks into camera and says, "Don't use the R word." Well, he not better, with a hard R. He better be looking in the mirror and telling himself that. <laughs> yeah. Start with the man in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, contextually, I can't figure out where that scene would take place in an episode or where it would go or begin. I, it's very confusing. It has yeah. everything about it screams cold open. I think that it started Fun, with that. Cold open. And yep. then they went to commercial. Here's a taste test of what this show's like. Just a, oh, no, we don't know if we're still there, though. It's And there was no theme music, so you know it's going to be a serious episode. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. Back Blackula. <laughs> Scott Blackula. Now I've done, I just want the audience at home to know, I've made the worst mistake you can make in Los Angeles as a driver. I have just driven us in. Are we going to a Cure concert? <laughs> I have driven us directly into Hollywood Bowl traffic. <laughs> yep. I have sat because I uh, live in Burbank and often do things in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I have sat on this strip of road for two fucking hours waiting for the Hollywood Bowl to either load in or load out. There like, is no reason to be here unless we're going to Billy Joel. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone in the car. This feels insane, Karen. And I don't know. I don't understand why there would be traffic right now, though. It's Sunday night and it's raining. Yeah, I know. Mm. But it's the... Because... 
because Billy Joel is going to Oh, they're going, yeah. He's doing a special rain those, concert. Those yeah. folks, yeah. They have their rain blankets and their rain cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are they? They're about to have a rain picnic while Sting sings some shit from Dream of the Blue Turtles. <laughs> Exciting. Oh, oh, and three scooters. It's a whole flock. Oh, oh, no. Scooters have taken over this town. I thought that they would come and go, and they're... Certainly here to stay. They are only multiplying and ending up uh, in trees, uh, in the ocean. Huh? Uh, I know people that make a living off of retrieving them. You're really? Kidding. How does that work? The bounty for a scooter that you toss into an ocean goes up to somewhere near 50 bucks. Oh, what? So if you rent, my neighbor rented a sprinter van. I thought you were going to say he rented a submarine. He rented... <laughs> There are so many scooters in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> uh, a lot of these scooters are ending up in turtle nostrils. Oh, no. He, I know. I have to always go there, don't I? Yeah. Uh, he made he made so much money because you can put a hundred of these a night into it. And I think it's like $5 to go. You take them home and recharge them. What? And, and then where do you deliver them? You can make more than an Uber driver charging scooters. That this makes is full. It truly makes sense. Uh, he ended up buying an actual van, much like the one he rented. With his scooter money? With his scooter money, what? and he still recharges scooters and also helps people move with a uh, with a oh, Uber like wow. app. I like this guy. Yeah, he's a he's got he's uh, he's got a business. What kind of van is he driving? Tell me again. It's a Sprinter <laughs> van. It's sprinter like one van. of those windowless. Oh, that are very tall. Yes, very tall. You can stand in them. I always think like to put scooters in, sure, <laughs> and also to put bands in because you always see those sprinter vans driving around near the the studios because, like, the band on Conan that night showed up in one of those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right? that makes sense. And I mean, regular Chevy vans look pretty cool, and uh, you know, but you gotta ha hunch over, and then your your whole band ends up with like a hunched back. Like oh, a, yeah, and that yeah. becomes kind of your gimmick, and then <laughs> right. eventually people outgrow that. <laughs> And they're like, we got to do something else besides bending over in the mid-back. Yeah, it gets in the way of the songwriting. <laughs> what is, I can't breathe properly with oh. all of this happening. Let's just uh, develop limps. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our new thing. Guys, does anyone, can anyone gather? I would love to know gather? what's happening here. Yeah. I can see the, there's something happening on that little sign, but I can't tell what it says. Oh, right. I, I, have, I have terrific vision. Let me interrupt everyone. <laughs> Uh, from on the block, it says. What could that be? On the block tour? Maybe it's, it's a new kids on is the it block. New kids on the block. That would be shocking. No. At the with bowl? the Cure and Billy Joel. It's the perfect ticket. <laughs> it also says tape tour. There's okay. a pole in the way, and then it says oh night. Okay. I can only assume there's a T behind the pole. <laughs> Wait, hmm. new kids on the block. The is tape it? tour tonight. Is for real? I figured it out. For Show real, down Hollywood. I was right for the salt. It's, it's actually of oh, the mixtape tour with Tiffany Salt and Pepper, <gasps> Dibby. Oh, no, excuse <laughs> Debbie me, not Dibby Dibby Gibson. Dibby Gibson. I love Dibby. I have a vowel problem. She and had Naughty my by Nature. Song. <laughs> Only in my drawing. Bring Dibby out. Typey had drawn. Dibby. Dibby, you're, I'm your number one fan, Dibby. Oh, Dibby Moore. Why did you marry Bruce Willis? What is that show? Oh, no. I cannot imagine sitting through that entire event. I feel like there are people who are at this event 
who something very traumatic happened their freshman year in high school <laughs> mm -hmm. and they can't let it go no I, question part of me wants to see new kids on the block yeah i've seen one of them perform in a mall which, <laughs> tiffany uh i saw no uh one a of member kids? of new kids oh uh some friends of mine were fans of his in about seventh grade jordan knight i think is his name. yeah oh, sure, sure sure he always had he always seemed like he might be kind of slimy he, i'm sure i mean he's performing in malls in like <laughs> yeah 1998 uh he performed in front of the gap and i can't remember anything else about it but uh, Jordan Knight, he's back in Hollywood, so he's back on top. Those are all locations that flashers go to. And that was <laughs> so the night that Bridger brought his first pair of jeans that he that he still has to this day and wants to put in a shoe beautifully rack. Beautifully stored now on top of the three dollar shoe rack in my closet. I still don't have the visual on how you store jeans on your shoe rack. I know, I let it go. Oh. You've got to use <laughs> your imagination here. But I mean. <laughs> Imagine it. a beautiful four inch by nine inch long rack. Mm -hmm. They well, stack on top of small. each other. Okay. And they're also storing my shorts. <laughs> which I've discovered I have more shorts than I expected. So. Summertime shorts? Yeah, so I'm ready for summer if that ever comes. But it feels like we've entered a rain world, which Ye is fine. Yes, I prefer it. I would much rather this be the, the sky from now on. Yeah, so. me too. Um, but it is... You know, we've all got to organize our closets in one way or the other. But four inch by nine inch, how yeah, are you doing? Four inches deep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's actually probably shoe inches deep. <laughs> right, right. Probably like the size of an eight to nine men's yes. shoe. <laughs> shoe inches, they are their own measurement. It's yeah. shoe or three inches deep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. Um, and then a maybe a foot, uh, a foot long. That, that doesn't seem big enough for pants. No. I don't know what to tell anyone. It's, I have horrible spatial not skills. An, uh, not a 12-inch foot, the Just length of a foot foot. <laughs> yeah, foot Stop foot. lying about this shoe rack. <laughs> well, the jig is up. I didn't buy anything, and I have not been to Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew this was all a lie. All I went lies. too big with my lie, and I've been exposed. <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me is the new kids aren't kids anymore. <laughs> They're full-grown middle-aged men. Yeah, there is a shoe rack in my new closet. That, oh, and are you, uh, do you have shoes on it? It is. No, I don't see how it works. It must be for <laughs> heels. <laughs> what? I don't. It's like wire. There are there are uh, compartments and there are wires going across. And I think the wires, like thick wires, where you would just hang a heel of a shoe. Tie rack. Oh. Maybe it's a tie rack. It is. That makes more because sense. Because your apartment's old fashioned, and that's back when everybody had a thousand ties. Everyone had a thousand ties, and they only had one appliance in each room because there's zero outlets in my house. Yeah. I, I just oh, have yeah. extension yes. cords everywhere, and the, the whole thing's a bit of a fire hazard. Oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love to live on by the seat of my pants or fly by them. It's time for you to buy more ties and less electronics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Grow up. <laughs> grow up. Your apartment's telling you to grow up. Yeah, I should go get a desk job and exactly. stop using, watching all these TVs in my house. Why not become a door-to-door -door tie salesman? <laughs> I've done the, all the other door-to-door -door stuff. 
Have you done any door-to-door jobs? I have. I have. I uh, sold uh, coupon books for Serendipity Ventures. Okay. Uh, did Cutco knife salesman, of course. Of course. For my baseball team, I sold a lot of chocolate bars. Well, I <laughs> ate half of them, Ugh. and my dad had to fork over some money. <laughs> Same. Wait, have we talked about this on the show? No, I never had access to chocolate. My mom only had carob, and then all of a sudden, I have a box of chocolate bars. Of course, they're going down my hatch. Okay. <laughs> this makes me feel so much better because in, in eighth grade we did a chocolate uh fundraising sale at my school and at the end when i went to count everything up i was 30 dollars short because i had just eaten a box of candy bars slowly over the month just like as i did my homework just chilling out eating candy bars and i was like wait what yeah and then i was like convinced someone stole the box and i actually got up in front of my class and cried oh really because i was like someone stole this box and then later on when i realized i had just eaten it all it was like that weird so you my forgot. face got real hot and i was just kind of by myself <laughs> like this, i'm the worst person it, in was the world. this kind of a sugar and insulin thing you got overwhelmed yes. and then forgot about it no oh. i think i was in den- either denial, denial or i was eating so mindlessly that that i didn't really yeah it wasn't like i would just be like oh i'm just gonna have another quick one well you had the pressure of the sales on you, know, you were <laughs> just blinded by fundraising <laughs> I was trying to escape eighth grade which was such a terrible time oh the just darkest just like <laughs> the weirdest part of even you're not human for like three years yeah you're just in this dark cave of like hormones and yeah. confusion. Yeah. So painful. I just didn't get it. The t- because going to like hippie schools where everybody was friends and it was a big thing about friendship and friends. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden boys wouldn't talk to girls and they only paid attention to like the hot girls and all that shit. It was such a jarring change where I was like, sorry, what are you guys doing? Like, you don't know what, what is to do. This? Yeah. You have no idea what to do with yourself or your friends. And I don't know. It all gets very sexual, but like at different times for different people. So I think all the shame, it just starts becoming like this big shame pool. Yes. Like, but varying levels. So no one really knows what anyone else's boner is about. And that was just me for like another, an extra 14 years on top of that. Just coming out of it. Have you ever uh, peddled anywheres on the streets, Frederick? Um, you know, I think I sold popcorn for the Boy Scouts, <laughs> which, I mean, what a horrible move on their part not to just do cookies. Right. Right. Um, Can't bite the old Girl Scout yeah, scene, though. I guess that's I mean, what they're afraid but of. But Keebler certainly has had no problem taking over the girl they yeah. truly have just ripped off every girl scout cookie and put them on store shelves yeah, they with have. their little uh, the cartoons and the treehouse gimmick exactly yeah. the boy scouts though they tried the you know flavored popcorn that nobody wants i also think they sold microwave popcorn which just feels like such a <laughs> not a thing anyone wants to buy door to door you're really right. Unless you're high, and then you, somebody rings your doorbell, and you're like, I can't get it. It's the cops. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to buy a bag of microwave popcorn. Yeah. And then um, you're like, can you come in and actually show me how to do it? Oh, but then, but also, you're. that's actually not even possible, because you're buying it, like, for future use. You're like... Because oh, the popcorn right. will be later delivered to you, which we <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yes, right. I'd like some popcorn in three months. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to really save up for it. It's going to be a special occasion. Can't wait. <laughs> my, my dad always told me that sales is like the, the worst job because he remembers selling life insurance policies and and successfully selling 
one to someone that really didn't need it maybe or didn't have the money and feeling terrible and quitting that day yeah and i i remember when we were young there was a i this of course isn't a thing anymore but they were selling like uh encyclopedias there was like they come to your house to sell you encyclopedias it's just as random as popcorn to want to sell you reference books but for your home. It's True. so bizarre. At some point, that apparently was very much a need. People were like, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to Sears to buy my encyclopedias, so I guess somebody will show up at some point and will get the knowledge that right. yeah, you have to 26 bring it to books me. have. And, and we will f- see them and feel sorry for them because they didn't have a suit without a stain on the front <laughs> and buy overpriced books just because the person seems like they are desperately needing to sell some books. My question about an encyclopedia salesman is, did they have, like, sample books they were bringing along? Or... In a giant briefcase. Yeah, they must have. Like, that they must have had insane. a roller case, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was. I Luggage. Rem- I remember ge- getting encyclopedias. My parents were like, and here's the encyclopedia set we bought you. And we're like, thanks. <laughs> Like, they, they did this presentation like it was this great thing, and we're like, great books. Like, books <laughs> to help us read other books. And I remember doing, in sixth grade, when I had to do my um, report, we all, everybody drew a country name out of a bowl. Um, but that was a, like, I basically got picked second to last. So I got Iceland, and my friend Holly got Malta. And there's no way to get information on Iceland in 1984 except for going to I went to the tour the tourist um what do you call uh, the travel agency yeah. downtown sure and then I went to these brand new encyclopedias I found the page on Iceland and I ripped it out oh, I ripped it out of the brand new encyclopedia like I need this for later and my mom was like what are you doing this was out of the family owned encyclopedia <laughs> that was really new it was like two months old and meanwhile I'm looking at pages from an underwear catalog but the internet is so important it's kind of opened all of these really pages for it's us just everything just we need bounce from Iceland to underwear ads do whatever you want whatever without going into a ravine of any kind and if i'm I'm not mistaken uh iceland is green and greenland is icy right that's how you remember yes greenland is much colder than iceland and stalactites might fall down and stalagmites tight no no i I will not remember liquor never sicker (laughs) yeah okay thank you Yeah, like there's no reason for anyone to actually need to know the difference between a stalactite and a stalagmite. At no point will that come into use for you. But but imagine if they taught everything else the way that they taught things like that, where it's like, oh, we've got this great pneumatic aid. This is the way we should be teaching everything, but we'll only do it for things that hang in caves. (laughs) Imagine if they taught you that about doing your taxes (laughs) or any skill that you actually need. Actually use in the day-to-day as in your adult life. Have I talked about this? That They had a class in high school our senior year called Prep for Life, and I 100% thought they would teach us how to pay taxes because I was so paranoid graduating high school about things like taxes. Sure, sure. I had a tax father. I, um, you had a tax father? I had a tax father. The county <laughs> the county tax assessor for the Department of Revenue. Uh, that was tax father? And I still <laughs> <laughs> He was the same as my real father. Oh, by he, day you mean? By day he was tax father for all the other town's children. But at night he was just daddy. He was... <laughs> 
tax father. Please get me some kind of a rebate. <laughs> you're in prep for life class, and they're just teaching you how to make cookies, which, Richard, you would have loved. Oh, of course. Uh, I learned that... I took so many foods classes in high school. I took probably two every semester. <laughs> yeah. But what, wait, what was happening in this prep class? That's that, all it was. It was a home ec like class. Like learn to iron and yeah, uh, sew it, a button on your shirt. Yes, and it was given the lofty title of preparing you for life. <laughs> wow. That's insane. How do really I get is... a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I? These, these are things I'm worried about at 18 for some reason. Those are the things you need to know. What if a man approaches me with a knife in an alley? <laughs> How do I defend myself? <laughs> What's more important is that... Could you be a scullery maid? Now come over here <laughs> and learn these things. Darn these socks. This happens to a lot of people. Cook this lasagna. That's the best protection against a man with a knife. A hot lasagna. <laughs> or a macrame owl. Distract him. He'll drop the knife if you do a good job on the owl. <laughs> that would be amazing if the home, uh, like the home ec classes of yesteryear were also self-defense classes in general, general safety classes. Yes. Oh, I would love to learn a few techniques to take down an enemy. Or... <laughs> so with they, your knitting needles. Exactly. They're just all, it's so it ends up being defending yourself with a fresh baked pie in the face. <laughs> they somehow have to intertwine. Now make sure you use a pot holder so that your hand doesn't burn while you put the scalding pie into the intruder's face. We just wrote uh, what will end up being a seven or eight minute a uh, sketch on SNL. Yes. Somebody will be using a windsock to like take out uh, somebody attacking them in an alley. Yes. 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 Did uh, you have to make windsocks in middle school? Never. Is that? Am I saying that right? Is that what? Does anyone even know what a windsock the, is? I Before did. the internet, you couldn't just type in how windy is it outside. <laughs> you had to judge it by the tenacity of a sock. A line. colorful sock. I know what a windsock is because we had a, a very popular hang gliding. Vista near my house in Missoula, and there's always a windsock up there, and you'd look up at it. Oh, and you'd be like, boy, it's windy out today. There's a windsock on top of that building. Oh, You're shit. kidding. That's I a need classic to... windsock. Oh, oh that's yes. a big windsock. It's an orange classic windsock. You think they don't exist anymore until you're looking for them. Until you're speaking of them, then they appear. <laughs> In drones. It's almost scary. A windsock army will approach. It's the windsock I made in seventh grade. Now they caught in the sewing machine. <laughs> Did you get kicked out of that class? I had I had to go after school to make my windsock. It was so poorly made. It oh. was humiliating. <laughs> Can't work with my hands. I'm just not. I'm not built to work with my hands. But you were being asked to sew like nylon. A full nylon sock. Which it sounds. I mean, it is a tapered cylinder of fabric. It's not. It's hard to figure. Oh, it was out. extremely difficult. I mean, it, it seems fun at first. You get to pick the three colors. I mm. did the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and then you're making it, and suddenly, like, you haven't used a sewing machine before, and you have to make a thing that is going to billow in the wind. Forget it. Yeah. And sewing machines, because uh, I took sewing in 4-H, uh, are insanity. They oh. just are, It's insanity. You're like, putting your fingers next to this horrifying. needle that's just pounding down. Yeah, and it doesn't stop when you stop it. It stops when it's done 
after you stop it. Oh, when it's done going between that flap between your forefinger and thumb. <laughs> yes. That's all oh, I ever that think. is horrifying. I can't. I always, I don't, mm-hmm. it's sometimes, I don't know if it's a show I saw. That's it's, a Final Destination movie it, or it, something. It, it's the worst thing I can think of. Like a water slide made of razor blades. <laughs> I, yes. Oh, there are certain things that I always thought of as a kid to make me, I don't know, To freak cringe. yourself out? Now I just think about the things I've said at parties. <laughs> but the sewing machine thing is just so horrifying. I don't think I'll ever learn how to... I want to sew. I know. It's, I want to hem my own Of course It would you be do. fun and interesting, but um, there's too much risk involved. Karen, in 4-H, did you make anything with the sewing machine? Yes, I had a pillow that I had for years. And oh. I bet you it's still like at my sister's house. It was a pillow that I sewed a green... Um, I think I, I think I undersold and just made it a three leaf clover, but it was, (laughs) it was a, it was this three or four, but it, from what I remember, three leaf clover on the front. And then on the back, the piece of material was like green floral pattern. So like it was a cute throw pillow with lace around the outside, very understuffed. I was afraid to overstuff it. So it was a little flimsy. (laughs) Um, and my aunt Jean was the one who taught sewing. So it was all I felt like I should be should have been better at it than I was like oh, you it was at my aunt's Aunt house Jean. yeah, yeah of but I, I didn't I wasn't that good at a it a lot of pressure coming from a family of uh, professional pillow makers yes oh, yeah. exactly they made their fortune <laughs> Throw so pillows are oh you so don't know uh, yes I'm the heiress to the throw pillow fortune <laughs> <laughs> she's There's the throw the pillow one. queen <laughs> yeah all throw pillows are made by my dad <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get us to that drive-through Starbucks, but I think I t- I've taken the wrong way. I have so many Starbucks cards from the road that apparently it makes my voice crack. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of weepy talking about. It. <laughs> I just really love contributing to that giant company that we mention oh, of all the time. <laughs> Let's just put money into their bank that these, they can get interest from. Sure, there's these Ma and Pa coffees that taste better, but there's grounds in the bottom. <laughs> I don't know, though. People say that all the time, but I have been so severely disappointed by so many Mom and Pop right. coffee things on the road where, like, I know the level of bad and good that I'm going to get from Starbucks every single time. Right. That's true. You, and I appreciate You know it. it will just be fine and you can move on. Yeah, and, and there's no Mom's or Pops involved. Yeah, which I'm other sick of parents. parents. <laughs> they never mom. understand. I don't know. Your house smells weird. Why do you serve Pepsi at dinner? <laughs> These children have to eat have normal nutrition. Why am I locked up down here? <laughs> Why aren't the children here? I'm here to play with children. <laughs> this is not a sleepover at all. This is very strange. Somebody take off a ski mask. Now, Bridger, you grew up in Utah. I'm from Utah. You you played on the Utah Jazz for years. Uh, well, John Stockton and I would kind of <laughs> switch off. Share with Carl Malone. <laughs> it, what is the... Um, because I think, uh, like, I've we've done shows there a couple times. Like, it's so beautiful, so cool. What do you think is the weirdest part about growing up in Utah? For, I, what was for you? I mean, I mean, obviously, the obvious point would just be Mormonism in general. Okay. <laughs> there are so many facets to that, but... Yes. Um, Aside. I, I would say just, like... The small part of that is the amount of milk being drank with things that aren't cookies. <laughs> okay. Because I will, I will say, 
I will stand up for drinking milk with cookies as an adult. Right. I've totally. been shamed multiple times about being an adult who drinks milk with cookies, <laughs> but I think that's a perfectly acceptable thing. 100%. But Mormons drink milk with just straight up every meal. Yeah. Like pizza, uh, lasagna. <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, you got anything cheese-based. Ba- yeah. Cheese-based and baked. But to me, that seems... Too much dairy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. To be drinking a just a dairy product with like a meal mm-hmm. uh, like eating a chicken breast and drinking milk seems like something has snapped <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny that's we did that in my home I mean growing up we had milk with every meal because Petaluma was such a huge uh, so many dairy ranches were there oh that makes so much supporting the hometown yes market and right we had lots of milk and billboards for milk and don't forget to drink your milk like all that like yes all that milk uh, advertising that was supporting basically the business of our town right I uh, and I think there was just a period when everyone everybody got tricked into thinking you've got to just stuff your body with milk yes <laughs> this will help you grow right it's good for your bones teeth uh-huh. hair yeah it was it was the reason I had never broken a bone not the fact that I hadn't fallen or anything <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with I it. was in trouble once at school I'm not kidding I had to see the principal because I was being disruptive because I was clearing my throat all the time <laughs> and I had to go to a doctor and they, the doctor said I was drinking too much milk. Oh, really? So we cut down on my milk intake and I stopped always having phlegm in my throat. How much milk were None you drinking? Of, uh, about three gallons a day. <laughs> I was drinking enough milk to be on morning radio trying to win the, the gallon milk challenge. Do you guys know about that? Yeah. Wait, is yeah. that true? No one can do it without vomiting. You can't oh, drink a that of milk thing. in one sitting. There was, oh. there was also a woman who tried, there was a water drinking challenge on a radio station in Sacramento and the woman died. Yes. She oh, I, she, she was trying to win the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> I true? remember this. It was uh, called like, hold your Wii for Wii. No. She absolutely just died because of it. Uh, and the whole thing seems maybe like not worth a Nintendo Wii. No. I, I don't know. I wonder if they, st- they still gave the Wii to her family. I hope <laughs> that they got to play Wii bowling for a few months. Maybe post funeral. <laughs> if not to take their mind off of Ma. The tennis game is very fun. Oh my god, we played the tennis game at Christmas the year like after that came out. Me and my cousins. And you know how it does the thing where the Wii Fitness will tell you like your fitness age? Oh, sure. You'll play a game and then afterwards it's tell you well we played a Wii tennis and then it told me I was 62 (laughs) (laughs) why what is that based on it picks up your pulse yes your pulse and how you move and everything you are 5,000 years old I mean you're a pile of dust (laughs) good job on tennis fool (laughs) oh I uh, one other thing I'm just realizing that I have to imagine is unique to Utah. I remember a lot of homes smelling like gravy. Oh. I remember going to a lot, I and I can't, I imagine that's because there were a lot of Sunday dinners being made that just eventually stain the house with the smell of gravy. Oh, you permanent. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy walking I in traffic. I think we're about to watch him get hit by a oh, car. No. Oh, he's dropped a cup. Oh, dropped a cup. Oh, oh, we're going to drugs, watch somebody drugs, die. Drugs, he's drugs, upset. Drugs. He's, uh, but he's kind he of breakdancing. Oh, this is performance art, but he's, he's angry. He's oh, no. He's doing a thing with a cup. Oh, and now he's walking. Oh, cup. 
Do guy. Do we know him? Is that a comedian? Guy. Oh, I don't like when people that ill in the brain are young. Yes, oh, yes. it's upsetting. <laughs> what path has happened? I know. Yeah. Drugs path. Yes. A year ago, I had a job and a beautiful girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm making that up. When I was in Utah, it seemed like, and this is a, probably a product of a lot of kids, like families with kids, but we went to visit family friends there, the Lees, and their neighbor had, they, they had trampolines and trapeze swings and rope swings in their house with... In the house? With padded, like, yes, like bean, bean bags that you could land on. I remember it being a gymnastics... Well... This is room. something that I do think that, that I've learned more recently that, like, not every home in America has a trampoline in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Is that new to you? Um, it, in Utah, truly, every other home, it was a trampoline. Because you've got to make your eight kids happy. Yeah, there's got to be some source of entertainment that several children can be using right. at once. I wow. think that's what I... And this place would also didn't want their kids to be outside. My family did not have one. My mom was terrified that we were all going to paralyze ourselves. Right. So, so was my mom. Yeah. It was kind of like a, the dangerous thing to do to go to a friend's house and jump on the trampoline. <laughs> I know somebody, this is upsetting, so uh, trigger warning everybody. <laughs> I know a girl who's a comedian in San Francisco, Liz White, who was really hilarious, so funny. When she was a kid, she jumped on a trampoline, fell, her hair got caught in the springs. Oh, I don't like this. no, no. <laughs> And it ripped her scalp off. Oh. Now she, sur <gasps> she survived and it, it was replaced and fine and everything like that. But I remember, I think she told me that story. Oh. And, uh, they uh, sewed it back on? Yeah. Oh. How, how horrifying. How does she look now? Normal, great. Beautiful head of hair. Yes. Uh, you would have never known. Oh, that is You would have never known. I mean, not to... I know it's too late to say, but her parents should have had that blue padded cover over those springs. <laughs> yeah, that's well, very true. I know. Yeah. This is how people learned that lesson in the 70s, by having that happen. Just being scalped. I think I just had some legs hair plucked off of my mom's uh, Jane Fonda exercise tramp. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get a taste of what could happen. What would you like? I would like... Hey, welcome to Starbucks. Uh, Hi. Can I get um, a double tall one pump mocha and a venti vanilla latte? Thanks, Karen. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'll have just an iced coffee with uh, almond milk. And a grande iced coffee with almond milk? Uh, just an iced green tea. Grande iced coffee with almond milk? Yep. And uh, unsweetened. unsweetened, please. Okay. What about your um, vanilla latte? Is that hot or rice? Hot, please. Your tall mocha, did you want whip on it? No, thank you. Okay. And then can I also get a grande green tea? Hot? Oh, Karen, can I get an iced? Grande green oh, tea? sorry, grande green tea iced, please. Sweetener and sweetener. No sweet. No sweetener, please. Okay. That will be it. 1460 at the window, thank you. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. 1460? Yeah. Nice. I, yeah, this, uh, this, these oh, coffees God. are coming to us courtesy of uh, Sarah and Amy, Thank who you, I Sarah think they were in Boise or Bend. Nice. I believe this are, these are sweet Boise people. And Bless they came them. and brought it to you. Yes. So thank you, 
Sarah and Amy. This is to Chris, Karen, and Stephen, and this is proof that I'm sharing it with you too. <laughs> the right they were very worried that I would. I've, I've been given a lot of warnings to not hoard these and to share them with both of you. <laughs> no, it's funny. Yeah, no one's ever said that to me. Oh, and I think I've well. actually taken them and said to people, "I'm going to use this and not tell anyone you gave it to me." <laughs> and they, trust you. they don't say a word. They really. They went well. Well, I no, guess that's... we know who's the <laughs> podcast favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but actually. People, it's so exciting because people give us this, like, when they, they're like, I have a thing for you that goes along with the show, which is incredible, really cute. But then on top of that, then they go, please tell Chris I say hi. Oh. Like, like new kids on the block fans. They're just like Jordan Knight, me screaming to Jordan. (laughs) I met a lot of people. I met Boise was, I, you guys have to go do my favorite murder there because uh, Boise is filled with fans of all of us and you and they're the sweetest people and they lined up and they're polite and everyone was just said nice things and i liked it a lot it put me in a good mood for at least 24 hours (laughs) are those potato chips just to reach up and get i don't understand what's happening there oh yeah (laughs) it feels like a weird display (laughs) yeah i guess it's okay to have a drive-through impulse you try to grab them on your drive out (laughs) And if you can get them, you can get them. Yeah, it's like that ring on a, on, a, on a horsey circle. Yeah, what do horse, you call them? It's a merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah, a horsey circle. circle. <laughs> the robotic horsey Boy, circle. I mean, when I say stuff like that, it's hard not to think that maybe I had a little mini stroke. Oh, that's believable. Horsey circle. I find that um, I've been podcasting so much lately, I can't control my brain or mouth anymore. <laughs> it's just nonstop. Right. And I That's find that, nice. thank you very much, I get comfortable enough now. I used to get so nervous, and I'm like, gotta say good stuff, and now I'll forget <laughs> that we're podcasting, and I just start uh, thinking of things I need to get at the grocery store, and it probably doesn't make for good um, entertainment. I'm sorry. But people, I mean, like to know what you're buying at the grocery store. Milk, eggs, pizza. Okay. Milk. Let's do less Lasagna. milk. Lasagna. Okay. I've got the milk and pizza on the line. So much <clears throat> my throat. <clears throat> so much clearing. Oh, when I went into this house that was a beautiful gymnastics padded fun room. Sure. I was so excited about it. I was like, I said, Jesus Christ. And they, because I oh, took the boy. Lord's name of in vain, course. they kicked me out and I didn't get a play. <laughs> I just got a taste of it. I feel like we've talked about this before. Really? Yes. I don't know in what setting. It, it may what, have been on our last it's There's my, a chance it may have been five I, years ago. <laughs> I have maybe five Utah stories and the other ones are about snowboarding. So I just. <laughs> that, I, but saying that will absolutely get you kicked out of a Utah home. Mm-hmm. That will, uh. Jim, my boyfriend, every time we go home to Utah, he is so terrified he's going to say that in front of my family. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God. It fully, like half of his brain is just being used to censor himself from saying anything that could potentially step on any toes. I'm so glad that when that happened, my dad was, I I have parents that don't care. (laughs) Uh, I was allowed to swear like a sailor and I appreciate it. Thank you. Bless you. Um, I do want to get back to the word B-O-I-S-E. I'd like everybody to say that right now, because I've recently been told I say it incorrectly. 
Boise. I they, they, I say Boise. They want you to go with a hard S. Boise. You're, Boise. Oh, is that true? Mm. Boise. Oh, I, a lot of guys. This are is wonderful. Boise. So and you're right. Richard. I can't believe I'm right. Yes, and uh, but but Missoula, Montana, which is two S's, you'd think it would be Missoula. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> is Missoula like Missoula. Uh, clearly should be a Z? Missoula. That would seem crazy. Missoula. Yeah, Missoula. Missoula is easier and doesn't make you feel as wild. Yes, yes. <laughs> and there's Boise a- is a bit odd. That well, but now it's correct, and I'd like everyone to get on the same page <laughs> and as what's me. This? And when I'm in Tempe, Arizona, they like go Tempe. Tempe. They yep. add an extra E. It's Tempe? like, well, that's yes. a letter that isn't even there to be acknowledged. But you're stretching it out for no reason. Yeah. This it's, is every city that we go and do live shows in. It's nonstop mispronunciation of cities, other cities in the in the area. Oh, sure. And I did one rec- recently when we were in, I believe, Minneapolis, that was so hilariously incorrect uh, because I was just reading it. I think it was like, I can't remember. Oh, it was really cool. funny. Anyway. I feel like you get to the Midwest and there are just these <laughs> words that are impossible to pronounce. Yes. And just, it's yeah. local stuff. It's like, it's the way, you know, if you're from the Boston area, you know you're supposed to say Worcester. Mm-hmm. But when you're reading it off the page from Wikipedia that you just slapped together three hours before, um, <laughs> it looks like Worcester. And of course. that's what you end up saying. It's yeah. the same way uh, Colonel looks like Colonel. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these things were created by maniacs. Yes. And people who are trying to embarrass us. Yes, it's entirely just a trap of embarrassment. Ugh. Set for all of us that are readers. <laughs> for, I'm a reader first, a speaker second. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, <laughs> I was already in my 30s the first time I uh, read the word yamaka during an audition. Oh. Of course, <laughs> uh, I said, Yarmulke? Yeah. Yarmulke. And they all laughed, thinking I that was a creative <laughs> choice I made. Uh, yeah, play along. But then... After they left, they saw the look on my face, and they're like, "Oh, you poor kid! You you grew up in such a uh, white area that there was no Jewish." Oh yeah, in Missoula, you're not going to learn. No. To- the Missoula. crazy thing about that word, though, is like you look at it, and you're like, "There is no way to say this." Yamaka does make sense because the way it's spelled is truly unpronounceable if you're just trying to read it out. Thank Yarm- you. How did you say? Yarmul. Yarmul. That's what Yarmulky. it looks like. Yeah. Yarmulky. It I, looks like. I was at an audition one time and it was for a terrible television show mm. in the 90s that and of course I was there to play the rebellious slut sister <laughs> and that's the only parts I ever got put in for was the man hungry man eater it was always that really that, yes because it because it was the secret code for fat so I was okay. there except for at this one there was all types of ladies all across the board and many, many very young, beautiful girls where I was like, why did I get called in on this? And in the scene, and I, I'm sure I've told you this story, Chris, but in the scene, the girl says to her sister, who's the star of the show, and then, and then this rebellious sister goes, I'm going down to the strip club tonight because Anaconda Man's going to be there. Oh, boy. And, oh, a men's strip club. Right. A thing that doesn't. 
ever happened. Ever happened. But it sure does. Except in Atlanta, and there I had fun. In in bad sitcoms. But so this girl, I'm sitting there watching all these other people, and I'm like, every audition I ever had just drained me of my entire life force. Of course. Everything about it would would hurt me in every way possible. So I'm just standing. I actually got up from the waiting area and went into the kitchen just so I could be away from all these actresses because it was so painful to me. And one came in and I'm sure she's famous now because she was beautiful and looked like a model and she was really nice. And she came in and she goes, can I ask you a stupid question? And I was, I don't even think she said stupid. She's just like, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. And she goes, what's anaconda man mean? Oh. And I said, anaconda man, it's a snake. It's a really huge snake. It's a reference to the man's penis. And she goes, oh my God, thank you so much. And then I was like, should I just leave now? I don't want this fucking part. I'm never going to say this line. This is a fucking disgrace. This whole thing is a disgrace. Oh God. And she's wealthy. She's a famous person now. She lives in a glass house and looks down upon other people who can't read. It was probably Deborah Matthews. A young, fresh, yeah. 90s Deborah Messing. I was helping to get, uh, to lead her way to Would her you fame and fortune. Repeat that again, the way she pronounced it? Uh, anaconda? Anaconda. Wow. Was there hyphens between each letter? No. No, she, it was just that kind of thing where it's like she was clearly the prom queen from her small town and she was like, I'm fucking going to LA. <laughs> and here's the thing. That's when I think I first realized it. I'm a writer before I am an actress. I want to help the people who are going to get the job to do it right, as opposed <laughs> to sit there and pre- I can't pretend like I think this is good writing or even oh, anything course. that should be shown to anybody. <laughs> Most of the time, I would read those scripts and be like, "This is going to hurt children. <laughs> this is going to this is going to ruin our society." And I was right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I auditioned for sitcoms about women, about talking dogs, and the women owners would fall in love with the dog. Uh, I'm not fucking kidding. That would happen once a year. What? Yes. How did they make... Oh, they put peanut butter in their mouths. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget how they make dogs talk. Yeah. Oh, man. Showbiz. Bridger, when, when's the last, because it had been a couple of years for me until last night. When's the last time you went to a, a, a house party? A house party? Oh, I thought you were going to say strip club. I was going to say, <laughs> who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> How dare you? Um, house party. I truly couldn't tell you the last one. I, it was probably a holiday party. Right. Does that count? I guess I, I'm not counting those. Okay. I don't I mean, know why, because everyone's on their best behavior and you're, you're dressed up and you bring cookies or you bring cookies. I, I, mean, I, I yeah, just. What was your last house party? Last night I just ended up at a house with a bunch of people I didn't know. And, your age. And, no, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the key. That's oh, what I'm realizing okay. is I'm, I've grown old and my brain isn't catching up to the fact that everyone there was, the oldest person there was 30 and I'm, Oh, sure, sure. Everyone was smoking weed and drinking, and I had so much fun, and I I, I just... I had, oh, like, you you felt in your I element. I enjoyed myself, and uh, I left at a reasonable time, but I enjoyed the human interaction, and uh, I'm a bit of a party boy. Well, you're just born <laughs> to party. Oh, uh, You'll be doing that until you die. <laughs> Everyone knows that about you. That's the only thing that anyone knows about Chris. I. He's a party B.O.I. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much. I used actually, to love a house party. I know, and I'm like, in the last four weeks, I can visualize myself being at a party and leaving it early enough to be like, 
oh, I regret leaving the party. I was ha- I was actually enjoying myself, and just my the thing in my brain that's like I hate being here <laughs> overrided the fact that I was actually enjoying myself and right. forced me to go home and sit in front of the TV. I yeah. ignored the initial when I first went there. I'm like was feeling nervous about interaction with a bunch of strangers. I really didn't know anyone there except my pal Jim that I went with. And then I ignored it, and then it paid off, and I felt good about it. Yeah. And I almost left a couple times, and I made myself stay. And nice. I, oh, good yeah. for you. Yeah, I had a great time. I yeah, great I need time. to like wear a little reminder brace that when I go to, a, go to a house party, that if I'm enjoying myself, that's okay, and I can continue enjoying myself rather than just driving home. Yes. Well, but I think it's hard. The older you get, like when I used to go to house parties in my 20s, I would show up already drunk. We would come from bars yeah. and go to parties or you come from a different party. That's it was what I did last night. one of many parties. Yeah. So the the like getting into the pool was much easier. Whereas as an adult, when I go to parties, I, I'm by myself. I'm sober. Yes. And it honestly feels like. Uh, yet another audition of, for a part I don't want. <laughs> Being sober is <laughs> at a house party is absolutely excruciating. It, unless something really magical happens and you run into like 10 people you know, right, yes, right. Yes. you're going to feel horrible. I, I was proud of myself for just meeting new people and enjoying the experience. But you're right. I'm embarrassed that I didn't realize the reason I haven't been to a house party is because I'm 44 and it's a thing for 20-year-olds. <laughs> and I keep thinking about that now. And I'm like, why do I... Why you were wondering I, why you weren't going to any graduation parties. <laughs> yeah, what, when's the last time you guys swung at a pinata? <laughs> Uh, but that makes me think of, we have a friend who has a roof party every year, famously, and lots of stars go to it. it it's like a combination of stars and comics. I know comics. what you're talking about. And you, I went one year by myself, and I was like, why are you doing this? Whatever. And you were there with Tig, mm-hmm. and the three of us did a bit for probably a half an hour where we pretended different casual ways to jump off the roof mid-conversation. Oh. Do you remember that? Yes. And it was it was the moment where I went, I'm so glad I came to this party. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I wanted to leave really bad, and instead I let it simmer, and then you and I and Tig did the best bit of all time. Every time I go to a party there, I look over that edge. It's hard. There is a uh, like mid-thigh high guardrail and that's it and yes. it's the top of a 13 story building yeah an unlucky oh. number of stories <laughs> <laughs> and it's so scary i look over it and just to get the shivers so well, it's funny that at we... some point you need to commit to the bit and just <laughs> no. that party it felt like we might you'll be the star of that party for the rest of the par- time the party exists I, how committed am i to being a comedian yeah a hundred percent chris <laughs> it's time to die <laughs> if you really are if you're really committed you, you must die. This You're reminds right. me of the man whose wife fell off the cliff. Did you guys see this yesterday? <laughs> yes. No. It, truly insane. Look at... Speaking oh, of Oh, no, dying, we have somebody speak, running. Oh, Jesus. God, you're wow. a bad valet boy. Bad valet boy. <laughs> he, had a, he had a look on his face. He yeah. knew no. he was bad. He was up to no He's good. to La Maison. <laughs> uh, no, what... Who... What... This is... Uh, what happened? Oh, the cliff wife? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my boyfriend, he had seen it first. He's like, have you seen this video? This, what? He's talking video? to me about how it's this inspirational and 
bless Jim's heart. He's very sweet and very emotional. He's like, this guy is telling everyone that uh, to live their life as fully as possible because he had seen his wife fall off a cliff. I was like, I have to see this video. This woman is dead. She's fallen off the biggest cliff in the world. You watch the video and she rolls down a hill. Yes. They're truly the least scary thing that could happen to a person. <laughs> she rolls off a hill onto a beach. And 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 she's okay at the end? Oh yeah, she's like scraped up a little bit, but she probably fell what, ten feet? Yeah. It, I mean it was a hill. And, and he, those are scary just in and of themselves. Sure. And he was being serious that it wasn't a comedy cliff video? No, as far as I could tell, and of course <laughs> as I do with everything on the internet, I didn't look at all into the actual thing. <laughs> I you just, just took- did a passing glance and made my assumptions and yeah. moved on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it looked like she just fell off a small hill and was fine. But it was kind of, wasn't the joke about how he was like, I was so upset and this was so difficult for me. Yes. And she's the one that fucking took the header off the off Yeah, the of course, he makes it his situation. And when it was clearly her fault, fu- I mean, despite the fact that it was basically nothing, she definitely was the one that got hurt. Yeah. But yeah. the hero husband was trying to use it as like this inspirational meme or something. Oh. Yeah. No one should be on the internet. No, no. no we we got to shut that shit down. We got to go back to our encyclopedias. Our Britannicas. <laughs> the recent thing Sorry, I stepped was, on you. No, no. It was Funkin' Wagnall anyway. Oh, They're okay. cheaper. I saw something about listing the cast members of SNL as Pokemon and I thought I was truly ready to drive to whatever where I need wherever I needed to in the Bay Area to just pull the plug. <laughs> I've had Silicon it with Valley. I've had it with Pokemon. Last night I went to something called Night of Destruction at uh, Irwindale Speedway okay. which uh uh, has something called trailer racing which ever Ooh. since I, I heard of it someone that lives in my new neighborhood uh, is a mechanic and he and he's like a tow truck driver and uh, I like him. We've talked at a bar and he drives in one of the events there and they there was a there was a Pikachu uh, car in okay. this way. and it's called trailer racing. They all they're all towing boats or trailers. They put oh, boats like this one this. in the middle of the road and and. And campers that have beds and clothes, and they just smash into them. Oh, this sounds it's, incredible! It's the funnest thing I've ever watched. It's on my Instagram. I took videos of it. I yeah, I am laughing in the background. Nothing has made me laugh harder. Can oh, we go again? I have to. We have to. Please Let's do it. It was so fun. They also played car soccer. There's a giant soccer ball made of a propane tank that weighs 400 pounds, what? and these cars that were actually pretty good at stealing the ball from each other and slamming it into a goal made of highway dividers. It was so <laughs> loud. And the officials were sheriff cars, and they're driving around uh, uh, calling fouls and points. <laughs> I don't follow soccer, so, but it's uh, car soccer is pretty much the same rules. It was so, you guys... Oh, Night of Destruction in Irwindale Speedway was the, and I had no idea it would make me laugh so much. The carnage, the sound of hearing a car smash into another car is jarring and usually a scary thing. But when it's happening repeatedly and you're seeing it from above, it makes you laugh. It's just triggered. Of course, your body doesn't know how to react to this sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, getting the nervous giggles. I don't understand how that doesn't end in a fatality every single time. Well, that's the hope. 
that's, I mean, that's really what that really is like you. Yeah, you've really gotten your money's worth. Yeah, the trailer racing the cars would just stop because their engines would blow up. These are these are <laughs> these are salvaged vehicles that are being brought to a level of performance that they've never experienced <laughs> on probably no oil or bet, and they so they'll just stop, and then cars are supposed to not hit their acquaintance. On the road, it's just, it was really intense, and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, and there's a doggy looking at us. <laughs> oh, sweet doggy. Um, I think that's about time. That's been an hour. We've been driving for an hour. Isn't that crazy? Bridger, do you have anything you want to plug? I don't have it. I mean, what do I have to plug at this point? <laughs> I, feel, I mean, I, I'm always happy to plug other things. I want to plug, there's this compilation album I've been listening to called <laughs> Sad About the Times. Oh. 70s music. It feels like it's an alternate dimension of 70s hits. Yes. So beautiful. I I'm want to recommend that. that. The rest of who cares about me or what I'm doing. <laughs> we, Everyone's do. on the internet at this point. <laughs> yes. If you want to go uh, Google Bridger's work, go on to IMDb. He doesn't want to talk about it right now. There's some, we'll... He's made some great sketches, great videos. Oh, do you know what I want to recommend? But I'm going to promote that it's no, not currently on the internet, but in the future. Yes. My friend Langan and I have made a, a short film called A Night at the Horse Symphony. It has taken <laughs> a thousand years to make. When it's done, I want people to watch this video. Yes. Did you say whore or horse? A Night at the Horse symphony <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait it's so cl i can't believe it's nearly done it has taken so long so when it does come out i please people watch it it's going to be such an alienating film <laughs> we, we made it entirely for ourselves so people will probably hate it but okay i'm gonna do some self-promotion here but i also want to say sad about the times get that it's made by this guy named mikey young he's an australian He's in a bunch of wonderful bands, and he has excellent taste. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I have to listen to that. that. Oh, yeah, you'll love it. Right up my alley. That sounds like it's in my alley, too. Right? And what about that title right. for a compilation album? Yeah, Sad yeah, about yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's, it's just beautiful. so accurate. Um, well, thank you so much for being our thank guest today, Bridget. That was me. a goddamn delight. Always a delight. Always good to see you, Karen. Good to see you, too, Chris. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R! <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris. <laughs>